Somebody once told me a grah that I, I can't prove to you exists, but the chazal that the grah is based on, I, I'm aware of the chazal, and there's room to say, there's room to say this, but I haven't seen the grah inside. I'm going to share it with you, only bringing out a point. Somebody shared that you can't steal Ana, that Hashem is geyser, how much pleasure we have in this world. And when somebody takes a pre- pleasure illicitly, they would have had that pleasure, just they're taking it illegally, but that pleasure would have been designed to have it legally. It reminds me a lot of the sugas, anybody who's a big Akiva Balsam fan and been listening to his lectures, the last many Shabbasas, which was not really now, because now he's doing meditation, but when he was on the theme of dopamine theme, Rabbi Kiva shared, was very much saying things that reminded me of this gra. But that's, there's a gra I once heard, that you can't steal hana, and hana people take illicitly, they would have had it pederech heter, Hashem would have given them that hana, now you just took that pleasure illegally, you would have had it legally. That's, that's this grud that somebody, that somebody told me. There's a, there's a possible, what? That's the Gemara I'm t- that it's on. Very good, Ari. That's the exact Gemara it's on. I didn't see, the Kivis Talmud, true. I didn't see this grud inside. I can't promise you it's true. It, you have to say it. People have quoted me things, and when I learned it, that's not the way I learned it. I cannot promise that's true, that you can't steal. No, it could be a guy who does something, has pleasure, and it was the wrong thing to do. This grudge, Hashem was geyser that pleasure. You would have had a set amount of pleasure. Interesting grudge. I want to... I'm going to bring up one more thing that somebody told me, and again, I don't know is true. I'm going to get feedback. Talmud Chacham, Reb Shimi Shiller, and others. And I actually want, I believe that, I'll look up this gra. There's, there's something I'm getting at. There's something I'm getting at. There's a, somebody told me, and again, this also, is this, you have to see it, our Mikairis. I once asked somebody who became from, I asked them about things they've eaten. It was a long, it, why it came up, but it was relevant. But I was curious about this topic because I was told that everything, very similar to the grub, that everything out there, as a mushal, we know there's something called basa b'chalav, there's meat and milk. There are flavors that are very similar to meat and milk, but it's kosher. And somebody told me there's such a thing that everything that's treif has its parallel that's kosher. Now, is that true? Is it not true? What would be, what would be the flavor that's similar? It's certainly interesting that they make stuff that, that imitates faken as a mushal, and they make stuff that imitates treif stuff. It doesn't, the, the things that are mutter, things aser, I've heard such a theory. But I, well, both of those, that gra, that reported gra, that idea that everything that's treif has its parallel in that which is mutter. I really want to study a parsha in the beginning of Mishpatim. We've been learning Mishpatim a lot the last few days. And I want to study a parsha that's very, very intriguing to me and, and share a specific point. I think this story is, is riveting, to be honest. A guy becomes an Eved, an Evid Ivri means a regular Yid becomes, an, an Evid Ivri is a Yid 
who becomes an Evid. Now, a Yid is normally not allowed to marry a Shifcha Knanis. A Shifcha Knanis is a non-Jew who's, who's working, who's an Evid, a Shifcha, for a Yid. Now, a Yid cannot marry a Shifcha Knanis. She is not a Yid, she's a Shifcha Knanis. And a Yid cannot marry her. However, if a guy becomes an Evid Ivri, the master can have his Evid live with his Shifcha. He wants children. So he can make a shidduch. But remarkably, rather shockingly, he can only give his Eved Ivri a shifcha if the Eved Ivri is already married. It's like counterintuitive, Gershi. If the Eved Ivri is already married, in Begapa Yava, if he came single, Begufa Yetze, he must leave single. In Baal Ishahu, but if he was married, then the Allah is the other is allowed to give him a shifcha knanis. <coughs> it's counterintuitive. If he was married guy, you think if he's married, don't give him another shifcha. It's not that way. A married guy becomes an eved, the other can give him a shifcha. If he was a single fellow, so then he gets ma- then he becomes an eved, the other cannot give him a shifcha. Counterintuitive, Yudha. That's the Allah. The simple Svaragersh. You hear the Svaragersh? The guy comes in single. So Menachem says he's not ready for Shadduchim. Could be. If he comes into single into Avdus, the Adon cannot give him a Shifcha. If he comes married into Avdus, the Adon can give him another wife a Shifcha. Counterintuitive. What's the logic behind it? The simple logic is we don't want him to stay in Evid. It's not a good thing to be in Evid. A person should be a, from, a free person. We should not be Avadim Lavadim. If a guy's, once a guy in his, in his Avdus, he has a wife and he has children, he's going to want to stay in Evid. If he's already married, he has pulls outside the Avdus, so we're not worried he'll stay in Evid. Rishayinim brings such a svara, so that's why if he's married, you're allowed to give him a shifcha. But I want to give the, I want to, I want to go through with the story. And it says, here's a guy, of isha. If the Adain, see, have a married fellow who becomes an Evid, and the Adain gives him a wife. If his master gives him a wife, and she gives, cho- she gives birth children. Now it says, is for the master. She gives birth to him. It's not really the guy's kids. The kids belong to the master. And this shivcha, remember, she's a shivcha. Her children are owned by the master. If the Adain gives her an isha, and she gives to the master, the lady and the children really belong to the Adain. And then he's supposed to walk out free. It's not his wife. It's not his children. That was given while he's in Eved. It doesn't belong to him. After the Avdus, he goes out free, back to his real wife, back to his real children. And the Ish of the Yadeh, So we have a fellow who has a real wife, a wife that's his wife, 
and he's given a wife representing that which is not his. During Avdus, he's given another wife that's not his. And the halacha is, after the Avdus, he's supposed to go out free. However, if the Evet says, I love my master, and I love my wife and children, I'm not going free. He refuses to leave. And it describes, we drill his ear, it describes what happens to this Evan. But I want to I wanna, I wanna say in the parasha, to me there's something riveting here, that every single person has the sense they want an Isha. Everybody senses they want an Isha. Everybody wants Banim. We are designed to give. And the main giving in the world is to wife and children. Everybody wants Banim. People want children. Everybody has an innate sense. It's interesting. A young guy, a youngster in yeshiva, you talk, it's a, I've seen it work as a motivation to learn. One day you're going to learn what your little kids, when they come back from yeshiva, it, it can get people emotional. I have, I have spoken to many a guy struggling, and we have visualized a guy holding his kid. We have visualized this giving birth to a child, producing a child, raising a child, giving to a child, loving a child, and it resonates by everybody. It resonates as something we want, as something that's important. It's innate in a person, the want to give, the want to create. We're godly. We have the incredible power of creating like Hashem. And naturally, people have a sense, I want to use that power of creation, of creating, of giving, of taking care of. That's a powerful force in a person that we want to express, all of us want to express. It's very, very nice to give everywhere, but there's nothing like giving to those that it says, their lives depend on you. It says this on a wife, it says on children, we all have an innate want for a wife, an innate want for children to provide for and to give. That's, everybody has that. And what I see in this parish, and I, I, I don't know I'm right, I'm only, I'm learning a parish with you. Here's a guy who is Adan gives him a different type of wife. It's not his wife. The Torah even says that it's supposed to be when he goes free, they don't belong to him. It's a mirage, it's a fake of a wife. It's not his wife. And you're only allowed to give it to him if he has a real wife. A guy who has a real wife, so you can give him this, this temporarily, this wife that's not his. It's not his. He has children that are not his. As the Pasuk says, This wife that's given to him has children that belong to the Adam. So he has a fake version of children that aren't his. A fake version of a wife that's not his. And then he has the choice. What do you choose? Your wife that's yours, the children that are yours? Or the wife and child, the mirage, the fake of a wife and a child? That's the decision of this guy that he has this choice. And this man who gets drilled, who says, 
Ishti and Banai was just expressed that it's not your wife and children. So I read this tragic story of this person faced with the decision, does he want his wife, his children, or does he want the wife and children that the Torah itself describes as not your wife and not your children? And I, I'm sorry? Yeah, yeah, not really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what I, what I want to say, this tragic story to me, it's a story we don't have Avadim today. We don't have Avadim. So you read the beginning of Mishpatim, we spoke about picturing a pit, that don't picture a bar as a pit, but get fundamentally what it is. When I read this tragic story and you hear this guy's decision, and, and it's clearly, it, it, we only gave you this mirage of a wife because you know what a real wife is and you're capable of not choosing the fake because you have the real thing. Somebody who doesn't have a wife, we don't want him to have this pretend because he's going to settle for this. You know what an Isha is, choose the real thing. Somebody who has Bunim, choose your Bunim and your Isha. And this guy who tragically says, I can't believe it, he says, uh, what happened to your other Isha? You're supposed to go back to your other Ishti. This Ishti was said now. I just wonder the choices of that which is real and that which is pretend. The drives of a person, so many of the drives of a person come from very, very real places. Their industries today, whole industries created from taiva. Taiva is a deep, deep kindness of Hashem in desiring that which is good. Desires, we have wonderful desires inside of us that are desires for very, very good things. And our job, our task is to use that desire for the authentic deal, not for the fake. Not to satisfy desire for that. That's not, what, that's not why you're desiring. That's not what you're desiring. I found myself so frustrated at this guy. I'm like, you're ready to shriek. But that's not her. You're right. You just have the wrong one. I love my wife. I love my wife. Do you know? Yeah, good, excellent. I see you have an ava for an isha burning inside of you. Can you just get the right one? A haftiyas ishti ves banai. You have banim. You have shaykhis to banim. I want to say that the, the task in our lives were created in a beautiful way and we have desires and drives. Tap in them for the right things. Tap in and utilize the drives for that which is for that as meant to utilize it for. I have said in the past, I've said over this 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 incredible Gemara and in Makkas. This Gemara and Makkas, it says that it says about Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe had a tremendous chukka for, for mitzvahs. He had a tremendous chukka for mitzvahs. And it says, Somebody who loves money will never be satisfied by money, will always want more. It's Moshe Rabbeinu. So I was bothered, I was learning in a koilo. It says, somebody who loves money can never get enough money. That refers to Moshe Rabbeinu. So I was bothered by Akasha. It shouldn't say Zem I was in a koilo. We learned Makas together. 
And in the Kailo, we had this Kasha, what's Zem, Maisha? Should say Marshall, it's a parable. Maisha Rabbeinu wasn't into money. Maisha Rabbeinu was into mitzvahs, a parable, like somebody wants money, can't get enough. Maisha Rabbeinu was into mitzvahs like that. But it doesn't say Marshall to Maisha. It doesn't say it's a parable, it says Zem, Maisha. So we explain that a person, it's not a mushal. Pashat Pshat in the Gemara Makastaf Yud. It didn't say a parable. It means that the want to expand. How many youngsters say they're into money? That's wonderful. That's a tremendous desire to acquire. A youngster into money is absolutely terrific. Terrific. That means they want to acquire. That's an innate and a guy, and that people who have stronger desire for money to acquire. That's wonderful. You should be mechazik that one, by the way. It's a one for acquisitions. Excellent, excellent. And along the way, they'll start asking, what does it mean to acquire? And by the way, money can be used for all the important acquisitions, but they'll start asking, what does it mean to acquire? They'll start sensing, what does it mean to have? Do I really have? What is called having? The etzem want for money is wonderful. There's a medrash, there's a medrash that we don't know. It's very controversial medrash, because nobody could find the medrash. There's a sefer at the bottom of the Mishnayis called the Yachnu Bayas, at the bottom of the Mishnayis, and he was a Rav in Europe, and he brings a medrash that's it's, it's very controversial. And we don't know if the medrash is, I don't want to say if it's true or not, we just, nobody could find the actual medrash. It's brought, brought by this Rav in Europe. There's a Shita Mekubetzes who brings a very similar story, just doesn't say it's about Moshe Rabbeinu. So is that weird? He's coming off of unclear. He brings this medrash, this Rav in Europe brings the medrash, which says that there was some, there was some, when the Yidin left, when the Yidin left Mitzrayim, these parishes, the Yidin left Mitzrayim, and we're in the Midbar, the whole world heard about Moshe Rabbeinu. And people were incred- amazed by Moshe Rabbeinu. And there was a certain king who heard about Moshe Rabbeinu, and he needed to see, he wanted to experience Moshe Rabbeinu. So he sent an artist, he wanted to see the face of Moshe Rabbeinu. So he sent an artist to the Midbar, to the Jewish camp, said, draw me a picture of Moshe Rabbeinu. Could be it was even Aryeh's guy that was sent to draw, that guy with two hands, I don't know. But he sent an artist to, to the Midbar to draw Moshe Rabbeinu. So the artist goes and draws Moshe Rabbeinu and brings it back to the king. The king asked face readers to look at this picture and tell me about this man. Tell me about this man. I have like this, I have this interesting thing. I think I can see faces pretty well that move, that smile and frown. And I can see a lot about a person. Two of my kids could see people just from still pictures. It's a gift. I don't see anything in a still picture. But my kids say things they can see and they, they, they're quite ac- I've seen them to be quite accurate. I don't see what you can see in a still picture. They're such a chachma. There's such an intelligence. Says this medrash, the king brought face readers who could read a still face and said, tell me. Now it's obvious he could read faces because a face is called a panim. Panim means pnim. means an inside. The face reflects. Somebody's embarrassed, his face gets red. He's happy, his face smiles. He's sad, he frowns. The face is megala, the world that's within, the pnim. That's why it's called the panim. 
Shabbos. Megala Dipnim. This 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 particular kingdom had face readers, and the king said, Read me this face. They look at the face and they say, This guy is a chemdas mamad, he's crazy about money. <laughs> this Majramanu, and they say a bunch of horrible things about him. Like horrible natures about this picture. So so the king is enraged. He had heard the man is the most holy human being. Maishar Rabbeinu, the most holy person in the world. And the, so he says, you're, you're, either you're a terrible artist or you're a faker. He wants to kill the artist. So the artist swears, I'm telling you, was, I took it of Maisha. The king himself goes to the Midbar, goes to the desert, and sees Maisha Rabbeinu and sees exactly the picture that the artist drew. So then he thinks his face readers are a bunch of liars, and he sits down, he has a meeting with Maisha Rabbeinu. And he asks Maisha, Maisha Rabbeinu says that you should know, Beteva, I'm very into money, specifically in the Medrash. He says, Beteva, I'm crazy into money, amongst other bad midas, and I worked on myself. I became, through Amelus, it's not my nature, through Amelus, he became the Maisha he became. That's this Medrash that's quoted. We don't know if the Medrash is a Medrash. It's very controversial. Is this Medrash true enough? The fascinating thing is that the Medrash, supposedly, the supposed Medrash, says that Maisha Rabbeinu had a big chemdas moment, that his nature was a drive for money. That's what it Mamish says in the Medrash. Comes the Gemara in Makkas, and it says, somebody who loves money will never have enough money. Zemaisha! He was crazy over Mitzvah, but doesn't say Mashal for Mitzvah. And what it leads me to believe the Gemara, I'm not coming off the Medrash, the Medrash is controversial. The Gemara leads me to believe that it's saying that he channeled as a drive for acquisition. And Maisha Rabbeinu used that drive to make the deepest acquisition of mitzvahs. That it's not a different drive. It's simply, he was driven, you don't get it. There are guys in yeshiva who have expressed, Rebbe, I'm driven for money, it's so good. That's wonderful, that's a passion inside that burns, I need to acquire, excellent. Excellent, excellent, you're the man. I want to tell you the guy before who had this, Maisha Rabbeinu. And be mechazik, be mechazik, the drive, to, the drive for money. It's interesting that I've seen many a guy in yeshivas ascend to steiging, start from working out. The workout room, I've gone there recently a few times to pray. I hold it's a holy room. Because many people have become close to Hashem through that room. So I had a few things I wanted to speak about. So I went in there. I felt, I feel it's a whole 60 guys a day about now work out at least an hour a day. And they're working out and getting bigger and caring about self. It has many special qualities. And a guy in there, he's the step before he's pounding in here. So it's Pasha, it's the path that sends a guy to the base mesh. It's a holy place. The bottom line is I see a guy getting bigger, getting stronger, enlarging. That's such a cool sense that I'm, I don't have to just be this. I can actually get stronger and better and add and make myself better. Very, very important. There's a chazal that says about Adam Rishain that he stretched from one end of the earth to the other and from the heavens to the earth. And what, what a chazal saying, what's the visual, is man has the capacity to stretch. And he can conquer this whole earth, but he can also use the stretching that way. It's not two midas. He stretches the whole ends of the earth, and he can stretch that way to heavens. A human being has the capacity for enlargement. 
And it's important to feel that and sense that I can be strong and big and powerful. And then I'll have decisions. What it means to be strong, big, and powerful. What does it mean? What's the strongest? What's the biggest? What's the most powerful? And I'll stretch from heavens to earth. So, Ayev Kesef, Layispa Kesef, Zem, Maisha is the exact, that, that stretchability, if you will, that yearning, that passion for expansion, Zem Maisha was tapped into by Maisha, who became somebody who pursued the ultimate Kenyanim, the eternal Kenyanim of Mitzvahs. And it became Zem Maisha, that's Maisha. So this story, this story of somebody who loves his wife and children, there's so much to relate to, because there's always a Z of, we, a human being is born with a massive rutson of connection. There's a whole industry taking advantage of people, doing, doing things that are inappropriate, seeing things inappropriate. The shayrish of all that is the human desire for connection. Mm. A massive desire he burns in the human being for connection. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That desire for connection is so powerful. Now it's our choice. And if you come in touch with the burning passion, like the guys, well, I'm such a Baltaiva, say it different. I'm such a yearner for connection. I see this guy who says, a It's so it's like so frustrating. Hear your words, a I'm like so frustrated from this guy. Aha, I say it again. Ahavti, I love my wife. I want my wife. <clears throat> <clears throat> you have a wife, buddy. You have it. You have it. Ahavti asishti. Then he chooses the wrong one. Your words are so good. You're, you're so, what you're saying, ahavti asishti, it's incredible. Think what the guy says. I love my master. You love a master. Hello. You love the words. Ahavti asadaini. How many people choose other masters for the sense of I want a master? When he says Ahafti Asadaini, it's like excellent, excellent. Do you hear your own words? Ahafti Asadaini. As Ishti, as Banai, excellent, excellent. Now find your real wife. Find your children. Ahafti as Banai. So excellent, excellent. It's amazing, and the guy you choose is so wrong, says all the right words, and, has, and by the way, he's not just saying the right words, he loves his wife, he does. Then tragically, he just didn't find her. Do you hear what you're saying? You love your wife, and then he, and then he chooses this Isha. Banai, the Banai, the Torah said, are not your Banim. Adaini, you love your Adain, so choose him. It's there. I have to, there's not a pretend. He does love his Adain. It's Adaini. By the way, I had a Kasha. I had a Kasha. I want to say a Kasha. It says, uh, there's a Kasha on the Torah. L'chayr, it's a bomb Kasha, Johnny. It says on the guy, V'mamar yoimra eved, Ahavdis Adainis ishtiyas bani. Why say ishta? It's not his wife. The last Pasuk says, Ha'ishu adetil adenes. not his. What's this ishti? The banim, the banim, as banai, they're not yours. The yol delay banim. And he didn't yet stay. They're not his anymore. You're out. I want to claim, I want to claim, Rabbi, say that it's not going on this wife. He loves ishti. He loves banai. He's just messing it up with this one. He loves ishti. 
The Haftiyas Ishti is Emes. It's just said the Pasuk before, it's not his wife. The guy loves Ishti. He just doesn't hear what he's saying. He's, he's not getting in touch with what his drive is for. This guy is the frumest guy on planet Earth. He said words that every human being should utter. We all should utter these. This guy is holy. It's Kaidash Kadashim. I love my master. Every human being should say that. I love my master. Everybody wants a master. Everybody wants a master. Of course, there's an innate rutzen for an adain. My Rebbe was, was with for over 60 years, was with this Svardisha community. They started out this, a Svardisha group of men who weren't from. And they started learning my Rebbe, and they all became from and shtayg. It's a whole community today that he's like, he's a Rosh Hashiva, but he's a shtickle rav there. Him and his Rebbe became very close. This, the first question he told me they ever asked him when he sat down to learn with this group. The first question they ever asked my Rebbe is maybe we just have Hashem. We just think there's Hashem because we crave him so much. That was the first question they ever asked. I have this guy is so holy. I have this. I'm the shtoyman from this fellow. I love my adoin. I want an adoin. I want an adoin. As ishti, is there a guy like this guy is so pure? As ishti, and this pure guy, we drill his ear. Now this is my own drash. I, I, I'm just learning Torah. The Gemara speaks about he heard at Har Sinai. We drill his own ear. He doesn't even hear himself. Ahat, to hear your own self. Ahat, he said a proclamation that's wonderful. Ahat, yes, adoni. As ishti, as banai. He loves that which is precious. To hear what he said, you love your adoin. So find out who he really is. That guy who's about to drop dead is not your Adoin. You have an Adoin, find him. You have an Isha, the tragedy of a guy who has an Isha and says on somebody else, a Haftiyas Ishti, the problem is not that which you love. The problem is that which you're not recognizing. You have what you love. As Banai, see, you have Banim. This story of this guy who makes the most deep and profound could there be a more pure human being remarkable what he loves what he's interested any type of ava you teach this type of love all of us the dream tzaddik the tzaddik this is like the dream human being and tragically he just mixed up who the Adain is, who the Isha is, who the Banim are. Wow. And in many ways, the story of people who feel, who feel so badly about loves and desires that they have, that the desire is pure and we can, re- we can, we can fill that desire. He can fill a Hafti Asad. It's so wonderful he loves his Adain. This guy said there's a tremendous security to an Adain. I have a Chiddush Ilan. You guys, if you call me crazy, maybe you tell me this is a self-fulfilling Kiddush. I hold that people love speeches in shul. I'm talking that I happen to like speeches, and you could say, Kalish, well, you're the guy like talking endlessly. I have, guys can argue on me. I hold, I'm not saying long speeches, and I know people don't acknowledge this. 
It is very cold. You go to a shul. Menachem, Menachem said to me, Unzer a coach Menachem, who's sharp, who gets people, came to me before a Muslim and said, we need a speech right now. And I promise you, I knew what he meant. I don't speak in Yeshiva Shabbos by davening. I knew what he meant. Dylan was feeling good. A speech means this minute is like there's a togetherness. A five, I'm not talking about a rub goes long. Nobody likes it. Three minutes, there's a sense I came. One day you're davening in a shul. Davening in a shul, there's a speech. I'm telling you what I was in Eretz Yisrael, Sanajim I like going to the shul where there was a speech. I felt more comfortable. I felt like the shul was like run. It's not a geschmack. I like the feeling there was a certain togetherness. There was, we were pulled together. In the words of Ramesh Shapiro, you can't have an egod without a ma'aged. You can't have a band without a bander. We felt banded. Somebody like spoke. There was a shul here. You walk in, and a guy won't even know what he likes, which is typical of us all. Guys, ah, oh, speeches. You were comfortable because somebody spoke. But sometimes it's better. For sure, people could speak too long, and people could say bad things, for sure. Um, but there's a comfort to a speech. Um, the person can mess it up. But there's a comfort to a speech. It's interesting. I, when guys come to this man, I tr- the first night there's always a speech in yeshiva. I do it for one reason, not two, not three, not six. One reason. There's nothing to do with what you say. I want a guy to feel that he came somewhere. It's very unsettled. It was like no speech when you come to yeshiva. It's a big mistake. It's a big mistake. Gather and say something. Guys have a security. We came to you. There's a issue. There's a bailum. There's a togetherness. There's, it's very bad for you. This man like starts. It's unsettled. It's not nice. Come gather the chevra and say, say a sentence. Something with this place. Welcome. Good morning. Good evening. Welcome. Say one thing. It's a big mistake and a terrible feeling. You feel you never arrived. You never came there. If nobody gave, give it two minutes. Could you speak too long? Yes. Could you say bad things? Yes. Speak and say something. Ahaftiya sadaini is a huge thing inside of us. Of course we crave an adain. We were designed to crave an adain. And this beautiful fellow is in touch with his desire. Now we just find the adain. That's your adain. You, you're in touch with ahaftiya sadaini. It's precious ahaftiya sadaini. And I, I, I dare say that how many people think they're built wrong and built corrupt when they're built right. They just have to get the thing they're seeking. You're built right. How many people in this country watching disgusting things feel so shamed and a sense, what a bad... You, no, you hear what you're saying. What you're saying is I crave companionship. Excellent, excellent. Now find companionship. Be a good brother, be a good friend, find a wife, and ultimately find God. You crave companionship, you're right. You're built perfectly. Your deep desires are correct. Now find it, now find it. It's so crazy. The guy says, Ahaftias Ishti. Is there a better guy on planet Earth? Ahaftias Ishti. I want a wife, I want to give, I want to provide. And the guy settles for that, which is not his wife, not his, it belongs to his adain, a shefle knanis, a haftiyas ishti, you crave it, bun him, you want to give, and then he's giving to somebody you shouldn't be giving, you want to give, you have, what, you have he who you should, and they who you should give to, you can have children. The inner, the inner designs of a person that are, that are yasher, that are right, that are built well, and then find it in a deep, profound way.
this tragic story that in a way it gives me encouragement because a man who chooses so wrong, but the shrashim are so good, in a way it's encouraging, but in a way so tragic because you're built so beautifully. And the things you want and the things you pursue are based on such truth. He stayed there because he wanted an Adain. It's, it's mind-blowing. This is a guy who says, Ahavdiyas Adaini. We crave our whole life to get in touch with that. He's in touch with it. Now get the Adain that you really mean. Get the Isha that you really mean. Get the Yaladim that you really mean. So, yeah, I wanted to study this Parsha. I think for us all, if, if somebody says we don't have Avadim today, is this Parsha relevant? <laughs> you decide. This Parsha talks to me. Now choose the right ones. second Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Unless you have a new right. No, no, that's what I meant. He says, Utsuates are one of the kids. So then Mordechai had his culture now, so that's where it comes from. Ah, excellent. Rebezi, what's the...